Welcome to the Springs Church Podcast, where we explore the teachings of Jesus Christ and how they can be applied to our daily lives. Join us as we delve into the Bible and discuss topics such as faith, hope, love, and forgiveness. Our mission is to inspire and empower our listeners to live a life of purpose and meaning and to deepen their relationship with God. Tune in every week for a new episode as we learn how the Bible, Holy Spirit, and a relationship with Jesus will impact every area of your life. If you brought your Bible this morning, we're going to start in Proverbs, the book of wisdom, if you didn't know, right after Psalms. Um, one of the best pieces of advice um, I feel that my dad ever gave me was read Proverbs every day. There is 31 chapters and often there is almost 31 days in the month. And so every day of the month, you can read a chapter of Proverbs. And I want to live a life of wisdom. I do not want to be a fool and live my life in folly and in ruin. And as you read through Proverbs, you see that. You see that there is a way in this life that leads to destruction. There is a way in this life that leads to life. And um, Proverbs 14, 12, it says, there is a way <laughs> which seems right to a man. And it even appears straight before him. But at the end of it, it is the way of death. There is a way that seems right to me in how I should treat my husband. There is a way that seems right to me in how I feel I should get back at those who treat me. There is a way that we come to understand in our own limited understanding when we are being foolish there is a way that even seems straight when we look at it. Oh yeah, this seems like a pretty good way to, you know, handle this conflict in my marriage or to handle this disagreement in my job. And it even seems straight, <laughs> but yet it, it leads to death. It leads to destruction. And this is, um, I would say, probably the ultimate thing in a Christian's life is surrendering your way. <laughs> surrendering what you think is right. Because when we get an understanding that we are not God, <laughs> I did not create the most incredible Rocky Mountains. Man, I love looking at them. I love looking out into the night sky and enjoying the stars and all that God's made. But when I allow my pride, when I allow my thinking, my way of doing things to be the only thing I think of all throughout the day, there is a way that will seem right. It will even feel right to you. Because we all have different personalities, different perspectives, different ways we grew up. We had different parents. Some of us had no parents. The way we grew up, the things we experienced, good and bad, the choices we're proud of, the choices we're not proud of, every moment, every relationship, every conversation has fed into who you are and what you think might be right. And even you'll notice in, in friendship circles, we have this tendency to want to even kind of gather with friends and we want them to see, yeah, this, is the, yeah, this seems right, right? Like, that makes sense. And we kind of gather with the people who also see the same right way. You know, tend, tend to have cliques, tend to have gatherings of people. And typically, those cliques of friends, those, those groups often see things similar ways. And that's why they hang out, because they see things the same way. But Jesus showed up on the scene and he said, I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
And no one comes to the Father except through me. And so he disrupted things a little bit because we see in the Bible leading up to him how even people led by God, people who saw God with their physical eyes, still thought they knew a better way after he shared the way. That's shocking to me that we can fall so in love with our way of thinking, our way of understanding, that we kind of fall in love with that flesh the Bible talks about. It feels right, this, this you know, and, and we become sure in ourselves, which is so destructive to the relationship that we are called to in Christ Jesus, which is life. Because Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And he is not a bunch of talk. He backed up that talk by living his life for you and dying on a cross for you and rising again and seated at the throne of God because he loves you. And yet we get in these moments in our life, myself included, where we just get into that autopilot mode of not even really thinking about any other way except for the way that seems right in my eyes. And it even appears pretty straight. I don't see any potholes. <laughs> I think this is the way to, uh, you know, whatever it might be in the way that you choose to be, in the way that you choose to think about something. There is a way that you have decided is the way you are going to walk in. You are going to think in. You are going to feel in. You are going to behave when it comes to your home life or your friendships. But the exciting thing is this way that appears right to us and leads to destruction, there is the way that we can choose and that we can walk in and that we don't have to figure out a way. When we can truly accept this, that I don't, I don't know a way. I don't know a way in my own limited understanding. I can't find the perfect way. The way is in Jesus. It's not in my understanding. It's not in my trying to figure things out. The way to truth in my marriage, the way to life in my thoughts, in my feelings, and no matter what I've experienced in my life or what I've allowed to define me, I can give that up. I can walk away from the way that appears right to me. And I mean, you guys all know what I'm talking about because we've seen the outcomes of what we think is the right way to treat our spouse or what we think is the right way to deal with a disagreement with a child. And we end up hitting a wall and going, I thought this was the right way. It even looked straight. Why was it so bumpy? But when we come to this realization and we look to the word in everything and we believe what it says, the moment we read it, we go, okay, I should not trust the way that I think is right. I should not trust all the things that have been poured into me over my life. Some of them were not in my control, what people taught me at a young age or what I experienced. But now I have responsibility. When I know better, I can do better. And it's not in me, it's in him because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And as a believer, if you want to walk in the abundant life, if you truly want to see kingdom of heaven on earth, because that is what we are called to in Christ Jesus. We are not called to suffer. We are not called to barely get by. We are not called to beg and plead and bug a God who is annoyed with us. That is religion. That is messed up. That will mess you up. Religion is a way that seems right in a man's eye, and it leads to death. Only Jesus 
is the way that leads to life. Only Jesus' way in your marriage, in your emotions, in your thoughts. And as we fully receive this and welcome this in our heart, it is so freeing. It says who the sun sets free is free indeed. When you know the truth, the truth of Jesus, the truth of who he is, of who he made you to be, of what you have in him. When you know it, it has to bring freedom. That's all you can experience in choosing him over the way you think is right. And so you begin to surrender, to yield to God every way. If you are wise, if you don't want to be this fool who ends up in death, until you have a really good knowledge of the word, and even when you do, there's so much more to learn. But especially when you're new to the things of God and you don't understand what Jesus said and what he taught, you better know because he's the way, he's the truth. And when we've tried in our own efforts, even as believers, we, we still fall into this at times. And yet we can choose not to. We can choose to sacrifice that, to crucify it, right? The old me has been crucified with Christ. I live in him now. My old ways of thinking, my old ways of doing, they lead me to ruin. When I think I know best, he knows best. And when we can surrender that to him, whew, the Bible has a lot to say about someone who loves their own opinion. <laughs> And yet we, 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 uh, we wrestle with that a little bit, don't we? There's that kind of that feeling of like, ha, I was right. You know, even if you're in a disagreement with your spouse or whatever, we shouldn't find um, satisfaction in being right in ourselves. The satisfaction should be being right in Jesus. Like, look, he is the way, he is the truth. That's all the pleasure. All the pleasure should be found in letting him be right through us. Not that we, look at, look at me, look at what I know, look at what I can do, it fails in comparison if we would allow God to work in us and what he wants to do in and through us. And when we can just have a revelation, because God wants to give you personal revelation of his word, not just from a pulpit and a pastor and coming on a Sunday, but every day God wants to reveal to you his goodness, his love, his joy, his peace, his way of doing things, his way of seeing things, his perspective. When we get a godly perspective, man, does it change what we thought we knew, how we thought this world was gonna go, how we thought our part was in it. When we allow Jesus to be the way in everything in which we look at the future, in which we think about the part that we play on this life on earth until we go home to heaven. When we allow him and we get ourselves out of the way and we don't trust ourselves until we go to the word and go, Lord, what is the way in a relationship? What is the way in my thought life? Because I have sucked at it. I have thought I thought I knew how to handle a situation of grief or how to handle a situation of rejection or whatever it might be. And the thoughts I chose to think yeah, they felt good in the moment. They seemed straight. They seemed like they were getting me somewhere, but I know that I'm limited. I know that I'm not the one who made me, who knows me, who loves me completely. And the more we can seek him, you don't seek man for the revelation. You seek God, his word, his spirit can reveal to you in a way that only you can understand because you're unique. 
You're an individual and Holy Spirit meets you right where you're at. He knows the thoughts you think. He knows what you've been through. He knows the struggles and it's his job to set you free by reminding you of who God is and what he says. John 14, a little bit later. So in John 14, 6 is where Jesus said, I'm the way. And then in John 14, 26, he introduces Holy Spirit. And in between the verses, you'll need to read it later because we don't have time, but he's talking about how important it is that if you love him, that you would know his teachings, that you would do his teachings because he loves you and he is the way that leads to life. And when we receive that, it brings us life. It leads us on the path of life. John 14, 26, he says, the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. Just a couple words to describe the guy, the Holy Spirit. (laughs) How many need some comfort in your life, some counsel, some advocation from strength, some standby? Well, God knew that there is a way that seems right to you. He's seen it happen time and time again. Let's go back to Adam and Eve. (laughs) They walked and talked with God in the garden. They communed with him. He was in their spirit. And, and yet there was a way that was presented to them. There was an opinion. There was an argument. There was a reasoning presented to them by Satan. Well, did God say? And they had an opportunity because we are people of free will. We are people who get to choose God. It's no fun to make someone that you love and then force them to love you back. What a loving God. I mean, he knew what he was getting himself into because we're not perfect. And first chance we got, we already thought there was a way that was better than God's way. My goodness. And yet God loved us so much, he sent his son Jesus. And you know what Adam and Eve should have done? God, what did you say? (laughs) They should have went straight to the source. They should have called upon him. They didn't have to be like reasoning with this weird snake who was telling them what to think. And the Bible says, be careful of the opinions you entertain, the reasonings, the arguments. You hold them up to God. You bring them to him before you allow yourself to receive it. Because then there's a way that seems right to you. Be careful about the ways that seem right until you receive that revelation from him and you stay close to him. You walk with him. They were walking in the garden. They were talking with him. And that was their future to be with him always. And that is our today. We have that today in Jesus that we can walk with him. We can talk with him. And yet so many Christians, myself included, I've been there. We choose a way. We get up in the morning and however we feel is the way the day is going to go. You know, just I'm feeling annoyed today. Seems right. Seems pretty straight. I'm going to get everybody annoyed because it just feels good to be annoyed today. (laughs) Right? Hey, we've all done it. There's a way that seems right when your kid smears peanut butter all over your kitchen Man, you want to let you you want to tell them what you really think and how long it's going to take you to clean and there's a way it feels right but don't trust it. Don't trust it because it's not the way. Jesus is the way to life. And he brought Holy Spirit to help us in this way. If if God sent a comforter, he knew we'd need comfort. 
If God sent a strengthener, he knew you'd need his strength. If God sent a teacher, because that's how this continues, it says the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me. So Holy Spirit represents Jesus and acts on his behalf. Isn't that interesting? Because Jesus also represents the Father and acts on the Father's behalf. Each, each one, three in one, they all work together, one and the same. It says, he will teach you all things. All. I hope that word really sticks in our brain today because we're, we're getting to more of all. All things is his job. If God sent you a teacher, it means you need to learn something. <laughs> it means we need to get off our high horse and we need to look to his counsel. We need to look to him. And to be honest, in my almost 40 years, I'm so glad I don't need to figure it out. I've tried. I have tried to figure it out in my own strength. I have tried to, 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 you know, achieve things and do things on my own. But when I got a revelation that God can teach me all things, that God wants to help me in all things, that God can be my strength in all things, I went, yeah, that's it. I, I, that's exactly what I want. I don't want my ways. I don't, I don't want what I think's right. I want what he knows is right because he created me, because he designed this beautiful world before we gave it away to Satan for a short time. God's coming back, amen. And we've got a job now to spread this good news of God. And if all we do is walk around doing the ways we think are right, we are going to miss it. Because what leads people to repentance is the goodness of God. And if you're not allowing God to be good in your life, because you keep choosing the way that seems right to you instead of the way that leads to truth and life, they aren't going to see the goodness of God in your life. I so passionately want this in my life. I don't want to trust what I think is the right way. I want to know him and seek him and let him teach me and let him comfort me and strengthen me. I don't want to find comfort in your words. Sorry. I mean, yeah, hugs are nice. Of course, we love each other. We're called to love each other. But I don't rely on you for my comfort or my husband for strength. I don't rely on my parents for, for teaching me all things. It's the Holy Spirit's job to teach me all things. And when we get this right and we put God in his proper place in our life and we put people in their proper place in their life, in our life, including ourselves, man is their freedom. There is a freedom in rejecting all the advice people will give you because you don't want just any advice, you want godly advice. You want advice from people who seek the Lord, who seek his way of doing things, not the way that appears right to them. Because just as much as it's dangerous for you to rely on the way that seems right to you, it's equally as dangerous to now go to your best friend or your spouse or kind of rally some people. And what do you think? If they're not godly, if they're not people who have, who have, who have established in their heart, I'm not God, <laughs> I'm not God. And he loves me and he wants to lead me and guide me in all things. But am I following? Am I showing up every day going, God, you love me. You've given me everything I need. Why am I following this way that seems right and straight? What? No. No, every morning I will get up and I will declare that God is good and I follow his ways and I want to know Jesus and I want to be found in him. And Holy Spirit, it's your job to teach me. And it says he will cause you to recall, will remind you of and bring to your remembrance everything I've told you. 
So this is Jesus talking. And just before he talked about Holy Spirit, he talked about why it's so important to know his teachings. As a follower of Christ, it is so important that you are opening your Bible each and every day and seeking who he is, learning about him. Because John says that in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word became flesh. When you spend time with the Word, you are spending time with Jesus. You are understanding who God's Spirit is. It's not just a book. It's actually alive, the Bible says. It's actually power and strength to those who feed on them, to those who go, I know my ways lead to death. I've seen it. I've felt it. And thank God, I don't need to figure out anything. Like, he is so good. He gave us a book that is full of wisdom, a love letter, direction, principles, ways of doing things, ways of being. And when we truly want a revelation and we say, God, in your time with him, the word says, be still and know that he is God. Have those still moments. How are you ever going to <laughs> get to know him and seek him if you're not giving him your undivided attention? Even this morning, I was trying to talk to my son and he's walking away and I go, hey, 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 <laughs> eyes, look at me. Are you hearing what I say? I'm like, it's very rude to not look at someone who's talking to you. Mom wants to know you're hearing me, babe. Do you, did you hear what I said? And yet I feel like in our lives, we tend to get so caught up in the way that we think is right. Get my kid to sports, got to do this here, got to make... And we get so caught up in the busyness of the way that seems right for the day. The way, the tasks. And yet God's trying to speak to us, trying to lead us, trying to guide us. And we're like, like my son this morning, walking away as I'm talking to him. I'm like, Oscar, I'm calling you, I'm talking to you. And yet we can get caught up in that too. And don't we look foolish? We think we know the way today that we need to accomplish all the things we need to do. And yet if we would have just started that morning with, Lord, I want your ways. I want to follow Jesus's way for the day. And all that I've set out in front of me, Lord, I thank you that you teach me all things, that you guide me, that you begin to thank him for his word and you let his word come out your mouth. The Bible has so much to say about keeping his word on your mouth. And you say, I thank you, Lord, that you guide me into all truth. That's the Spirit's job. Another verse in the Bible that he will guide and lead you into all truth. And it's the truth you know that sets you free. But do you know it? Are you being still and knowing that he is God? Or are you walking around so busy in the way that you think is right? Or are you bringing him in and going, Lord, I know I make the decisions. I know I make the plans, but I don't want to make plans without you. I don't want to make decisions without you. And yeah, I might fail. I might mess up, but God never points a finger because it says, John 3, 16, for this is how God loved the world. He gave. Love gives. He's always giving. Always his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world. I think so many Christians need a revelation of this. God did not send his son to this world to judge you. He sent it to save you through him. He sent his son to save the world through him. That's why he's the way. That's why he's the truth. That's why he's the life, because he stood in our place. I, I can't even begin to imagine the sight of our Lord, of our Savior on that cross with every sin, every sickness, every suffering, every disease, every curse. 
And yet he did it because he loved you. And when we understand that he loves us and that how would I ever figure out a way on my own that's, no, I want his way. Look at what he did. Look at how he redeemed mankind. Even when Adam and Eve thought there was a way that seemed right and it led to death, he pulled us from death's grip. Oh, death, where is your sting? There is no sting in death. When you know Jesus, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's to be home. But for those of us that are still here, let's quit loving our ways. <laughs> and let's seek his way and seek his love because his love is infinite. His love always gives. You wake up to a God who's ready to give to you all day long, give you wisdom, give you direction, give you humility, <laughs> give you a dose of, okay, I don't know all things, God. You are, man, yeah, I'm so glad I don't need to figure this out, Lord, that you teach me how to raise my children, that you teach me how to speak to my husband, that you teach me how to deal with my thought life. And if I do it, if I rely on Jesus and the way that he's made, it's not by my power, it's by his spirit inside of me. When I rely on him, when I know he's with me always and I begin to just trust, faith is taking that step of faith and you will find, if some of you were here for a message I preached a while ago, when you trust, you will find. You take that step. You go, all right, Lord, you are good. All right, Lord, I want your ways of doing things. So I'm going to start practicing. A soft answer turns away wrath. I'm not going to raise my voice when someone raises their voice at me. I'm going to call on your spirit and say, Lord, help me in this, in this argument. I don't want to do my old ways that felt right when it came to this situation. And you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, it says, and he shows you, he leads you, but only if you're listening. <laughs> because I could be talking at my son all I want, but if he isn't listening, mm -mm. <laughs> it's the same with God. He's always speaking. He's always guiding. He's always wanting to teach us all things and lead us because we were lost without him. Luke, the son of man came to seek and save that which was lost. And when we understand that I am just walking around in the dark without him, I'm just maybe getting some things right, sort of, you know, figuring things out because he made you pretty amazing. He gave you gifts. He gave you abilities. Yes, there's things that you can do in your own strength, but they fail into comparison with what you can do with God's strength in you, with what you can do by calling upon his spirit. And that's all we need to do. Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans not to harm you, but to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. What do we do? We seek the plans rather than the person. God says, I know. So then I want to know, I want to know you, God. I want to know you because you know the plans. You know what you got going on. You know how you made me. You know how this world works. You know the enemy. You saw him fall like lightning. He didn't wrestle with God. He didn't fight for days. Jesus said, I saw that guy fall like lightning. That's what pride does. <laughs> pride gets in your way and you don't want to live a life thinking, well, I know the way. You want a life going, Lord, I'm so glad you're the way. I'm so glad I can have your ways in my life. And as I bring your word in and as I do it, even if my friends think I'm weird, even if the people I used to hang out with don't enjoy hanging out with me, I'd rather hang out with the Lord anyways. And we get that passion, that hunger, that seeking of him, because it says 
right after that he knows the plans, it says, then you will call upon me and you will go and pray to me and I will listen. He always listens. He's not the person you have to get their attention and go, hello, <laughs> but you need to call on him. If I wanna talk to my husband, if I wanna talk to my son, you know, sometimes you talk to someone, you don't say their name first and they go, huh, were you talking to me? right? Because you didn't call them first. They're like, oh, sorry, you were talking to me? I thought you were on the phone, or I thought you were talking to my other kid, or whatever. You call on him, you say, Lord, God, it's what we do in life with people. And so in everything, just call on him. Say, Lord, I know you're here. I want to talk with you. I want to learn your ways. I want a revelation of your love. I want a revelation. Lord, fill me. And as you go to his word, and as he sees that you're listening, you're being still, you can receive because you've decided to get the distractions out of the way. You've decided to get yourself out of the way. It says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. There's that all word again. He'll teach you all things, but it's gonna take all your heart because there's so many distractions. There's so many ways that appear right to us that we can get so caught up and yet God has given us all things. God has given us love and joy and peace. It's inside of you. You don't need to go searching for it. You have it. But if you're giving your attention to all the ways that seem right to you, if you're giving your attention to the distractions and filling your life so much that you can't even be still, I'm trying to wrap my mind around that verse that says um, to lead a quiet life. <laughs> We're called to lead a quiet life. Like, Lord, show me what that looks like in 2023. I want that life. And he'll show you when you find those verses and you call out to him and Lord, lead me, guide me. I don't need to please man. I don't need to make my neighbor happy with the way they think my life should go. I want to please you because you gave your son, because you love me, because you lead me on the path to everlasting life. But I need to follow. I need to surrender and know that in him I lack no good thing. But I need to seek him with all of my heart. Because who wants a peace? Who wants just a peace? There's such delight in seeking my husband. I have such delight. I, one piece of advice my dad gave us was when you, when you choose the person you wanna marry, and the Bible has so much promise and blessing about marriage centered around God. It's his best for a relationship between man and woman. And, but when I seek him to really know him, man, does our relationship grow. When he seeks me, to know me, not to change me, not to tell me what he thinks. You know, yeah, we challenge each other with the word. We talk about, okay, what should we change here? But I wanna know him and when I seek him, I get to enjoy his presence and enjoy the experience of my husband. It's not what he does or the plans he has for our marriage, it's who he is that I enjoy. It's who God made him to be and the love that he has and that, analogy fails in comparison to Jesus, but it gives you a little glimpse that it's in seeking the Father, in seeking his heart, in knowing that revelation that he loves me and he's gonna keep showing me as I keep seeking him with all of my heart. And as I experience him, I experience joy. I experience peace. I experience health because I've set my heart on him, because I've seeked him with all of my heart, because I'm going to be still and put my ways aside. I want his ways because he's the one that has life and I get to experience him. I get to know him and yes, I get to enjoy his plans, but actually what it is is him, is who he is and all that he has for me and his goodness. 
And so I pray that as we close today, that as we leave here today, that we'd think about this, that there is a way that seems right to me and I shouldn't trust it. I should trust Jesus in all things. I should rely on him, not my own understanding, but put my trust in the one who made a way for me to have life and joy and peace. And it's as close as my breath. It's as close as my heartbeat. When, if, if I've invited Jesus in, his spirit is inside me. I lack nothing. But my mind and my body can get me in trouble if I don't see that crucified with Jesus. And I set my mind on him. I set my heart on him. And if I seek him and I call upon him, he will listen. He wants to reveal himself to you each and every day. And it's in knowing him in your day. It's in choosing his way for how to speak to your child. And Holy Spirit can only bring to remembrance what you know, what you've studied, what you've learned in his word. I could keep going, but I'm going to stop. <laughs> we got two more services. But if you're here today and you want to know him, we just want to lead you in a, in a prayer that, just an invitation. The Bible says there's no formula, there's no special perfect way to say it. It's really just a heart that's seeking him. It says, God, I want to know you. And I believe Jesus died for me. That's it. The Bible says you believe it in your heart, you're confessed with your mouth, and whosoever believes comes to know him. And so we'd love to lead you in that prayer today. If you're someone who is, maybe you thought you knew God, maybe you were introduced, you didn't know, and you want to commit your life, or maybe this is the first time you've heard about his goodness and his plans and his joy, and that there's a way that you can walk in your life. It starts with inviting him in, into your life. And so we'd love to pray that prayer with you. If you just bow your head and close your eyes all across this room with me just looking around. If you want to pray that with me today, would you raise your hand so I know that we're praying this prayer together? Awesome. So good. Let's pray this together. Dear God, I thank you that you sent your son. I believe that he died for me. I want to follow you in your way for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, we congratulate those who are praying the prayer today for the first time.